Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. After we recorded the Cowboys podcast with Ian and Jordan, the news came out that Tyron Smith had torn his hamstring off the bone, which never sounds great. And um, he's having surgery and he's out indefinitely, unlikely to return this season before December at the earliest. So I asked Ian and Jordan for their thoughts on the Tyron Smith injury. And this is what Ian wrote. Welcome to the consequences of your own actions, Jerry Jones. Tyron Smith is an all-time favorite player of mine, but it's been clear that this mountain of a man has faulty parts inside at this point. They drafted a project tackle in the first round who wasn't even going to win the guard job before Tyron got hurt, so now we're stuck trotting out Josh Ball at tackle. There will be games Dak is in for hell. Ultimately, I don't think it actually affects the outlook of the division too much as I think Dak is that much better than the other QBs and because I think as a Cowboys fan, deep down I knew Tyron would ultimately miss time anyway. The biggest problem with this injury is dumb Zeke fans now will keep trying to justify his contract by parroting the same, quote, he's an amazing pass blocker, end quote, narrative over and over. So that's Ian's uh, feedback here on the Tyron Smith injury. Uh, We're sorry to hear the news, Tyron. And uh, this will not go into our 32 minutes. Uh, The bomb will come after 32 minutes. And on the Patreon side, we have an extra long Cowboys episode because Ian and Jordan went deep on the Cowboys well beyond uh, the 32 minutes. So uh, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash 32 fans to hear the extra long Cowboys episode today, along with extra long Vikings episode, Jets episode, Washington Commanders episode, a bunch of extra long episodes we've had, plus uh, all our other weekly patron stuff. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. With me, as always, Wills Wienerker. Wills, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. I'm uh, very excited for this episode. I'm excited that we're, like, really making a lot of ground. Uh, what what number? What's the, We should always say the number when we start the episode. Yeah. Uh, the, Cowboys are number, the Cowboys are number eight in our power rankings, and we're pretty much simpatico. I have them eight. You have them seven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we have we have two guests here today to discuss the Cowboys with us. We have Jordan Parhar, who has been a 32 fans Cowboys guest for, for many, many moons. And then um, we have his pinch hitter last year, I believe uh, Ian Rosenblum. And so Jordan and Ian, you're both back now to tag team on the Cowboys. Welcome back to 32 fans. Uh, We'll start with you, Jordan. Uh, You missed a season in which the Cowboys were the number one team in DVOA in the regular season. And I don't think anybody remembers that because all they remember is Dak Prescott deciding a quarterback draw was the right play with no timeouts and fewer than 10 seconds remaining in a playoff game. 
And and so, you know, it's another year of, you know, the Cowboys have now they have not been to the NFC championship game since 1995, which Jordan, I think you remember. Ian, do you even remember 95 or no? No, not at all. OK, Jordan, you do, right? I, I, I do not know. I was born in 93. So oh. Oh, uh, oh, OK, so you guys have literally no. yeah, never even seen that. Um, it, by the way, the only other teams that have not made it that long, the Browns and Texans, but they haven't been, existed that whole time, are the Lions, Dolphins and the Washington Redskins slash FT slash commanders. So like that is not a great group with that you're with. And, you know, so you, you, you missed the season with, with big highs and then, a, and then a big low at the end. And I guess my question for you is coming into this season, do you think this team is better than last season or as good or worse? Absolutely not. No, I, I think the losing, losing Cooper, losing Lyle Collins, losing Randy Gregory. I think that those are three huge losses for the team. I think the only way in which they can make up for that is if C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons just take a huge step, especially Micah Parsons. I think he does have the potential to be defensive player of the year this season. Um, he, he can just do things that are uh, I most humans cannot do. Uh, if you just look at his numbers from the combine when he came out. But yeah, no, I, I, I do not think they can replicate. The, at least the talent is not there. So I'm very concerned about this Cowboys season. But if you've listened to this podcast when I've been on before, I usually come in not overly optimistic. So we'll see. It's a weak division. They have a pretty easy schedule. They went six so and zero last get, year, right? Six and zero against the division last year. Yeah, so. they they swept they swept it, which was nice. But the division was was so bad, and the Eagles I think have gotten considerably better. Uh, so I don't think they're going to sweep the division again this season, but we'll see. I mean, I could be proven wrong. I mean, who knows? But uh, just, I, I mean, you referenced it earlier, but just that that playoff loss to the 49ers and that play call, whether that was McCarthy, whether that was Kellen Moore, whoever it was, it was a terrible decision. I do not trust. Beautiful man, that Kellen Moore. Very handsome. <sighs> He is. He's very handsome. No. But Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy. There's some listeners who think I look like him, so that was the joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it's a terrible call, amazing. by the way. We look nothing. But like. I was gonna say I, I don't think you look anything alike. But that's. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, no, I, I, I agree. I'm on your take side. It, take it. Yeah. Take 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 it. But um, yeah, it, it's gonna be as long as McCarthy is the head coach. I, I don't trust this team. That that's that's my take. Akiva Jordan's right. Micah Parsons is he's 21% of the total betting market on defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. So he is just destroying that. And his odds are down. Well, part of that, right, is is I think like if a Cowboys player gets close, then uh he's kind of sort of likely to win the award. People will be paying more attention to him than maybe what's going on in Pittsburgh or in uh Los Angeles with with Bosa. And, well, I think uh, it's also I don't know about candidate. that. He was Marcus Ware. Never got one. It's true. DeMarcus Ware, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. DeMarcus Ware didn't win. I, I think for whatever reason, the media like started their fascination with Parsons because you a unique type player doesn't have like a classic sort of like position or, or definition. Well, he was drafted to be like an off ball linebacker, and then he ended mm-hmm. up with 13 sacks as a rookie. So, you know, I think he yeah, he's a really unique player. Um, and I'm happy that like I can extol him and talk about how incredible he is. Without because then when I turn around and I insult their other, uh, you know, quote unquote, all pro rookie uh, last year, Trayvon Diggs, like I think he was terrible. And then Cowboys fans get mad at me and say, I'm an anti-Cowboys bias. Then I can talk about how much I like Parsons. But um, Ian, let's let's turn to you. Um, We talked about, you know, this team has 
you know, a number of veterans that they lose this year, uh, you know, they have because of like Jerry S decisions, like, you know, Zeke, um, who they're, you know, they still owe 18 million to this year. And so I think next year he, they would still owe him 12 million if they wanted to cut him. So they're still invested there. Randy Gregory gone, uh, two offensive linemen gone, Lel Collins and Connor Williams and Mark Cooper. Who is like the guy that you think uh, this team is going to miss the most from all those uh, free agent departures and trade? Yeah, I, I mean, I was not happy with the Cooper trade, but it was like clear that the writing was on the wall and they just had a breakdown with him. How they approached it was horrible. I mean, they got zero value for him. I think they got like a fifth fifth rounder for him when every other receiver ended up getting traded for true value. But that's what happens when you say that you don't want a guy at all. I think the guy they're going to miss the most is Randy Gregory. I mean, like been through a lot, was with him a lot, stuck by him, but like when that guy was on the field, he was making plays. Even when he wasn't getting sacks, he was pressuring the quarterback. Like, you know, he was always there. And part of, like, I actually was wrong last year. I came on here. I said I didn't like the Micah Parsons pick. Part of why is because I didn't think they were going to have him rush the passer. Now, yeah. he did that because all their other pass rushers got hurt. But I think if you had a three, like, man group of, him, Gregory, and Lawrence rushing the passer, plus their rookie and Sam Williams. I think that's like a very formidable pass rush. And then you get to use Parsons a little bit more fluidly. Now, they're still going to use him fluidly, but like I would like him to rush the passer a lot out of all different spots. So uh, I think just having Gregory, I'd never think it uh, hurts to have more of a pass rush, especially when I'm not nearly as confident in their defensive back. So definitely Gregory. Gregory's yeah. contract is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, that yeah. made no sense. Uh, but I will definitely say I don't know about Jordan. Any situation like that, I tend to side on whatever side is not Jerry Jones's side <laughs> when it comes to an <laughs> argument over something small and contractual like Jerry and Stephen Jones. Like, I'm sure they were doing something shady that I, I definitely take Randy Gregory's side on that. So uh, if that was the hold up, I don't blame him for. I mean, I do there. think there, you know, I, I'm not saying this is my position, but I do think there is a reasonable defense you could make of the Cowboys here because like so basically the story is the Cowboys thought they had resigned him. And then he refused to sign the contract. There was language that said that he could like lose bonus money or guaranteed money if he was suspended. And like the Cowboys position was like, this is standard language in every single Cowboys contract. DeMarcus Ware and Gregory was, you know, I think looking for obviously he has particular concerns about being suspended given his history. And so I think you could make an argument that the Cowboys were sort of like going the opposite way of the Browns with Deshaun Watson. I, I think yeah. Gregory's argument was that Dak does not have that language in his contract, if Mm. I remember correctly. So So I believe Greg, so yes. So I think Gregory's argument was, and his agent was saying, well, yes, this is standard language in some of your previous deals, but this is not in Dak Prescott's contract. We don't want it in in Randy's contract either. Uh, If you don't take this out, we're going to walk away. And he rightfully walked away. So I'm with Ian. I I, I side with Randy Gregory because he was already taking a massive discount like they, he was really it was going to be a hometown discount they were going to get him on a really good contract and they messed it up it's just the joneses that's yeah. how they roll <laughs> and uh i i was was very very disappointed but ultimately not surprised i wanted to ask alex i, I have this like a thesis statement i've been thinking of about the cowboys which is that they remind me right now a little bit of an nba team maybe like your classic Eastern Conference team that like doesn't have one of the two or three best players in the league. And it's like, all right, they're going to win their division every year or they're going to be like the third seed in the playoffs. But they have a ceiling and that ceiling appears to be like not making the championship. 
And why do you think that's their ceiling? I don't know. It just feels like they're stuck in this situation where like they're probably going to win the division. And if they don't, it's because the Eagles maybe have a monster year, but they're still like the you know sixth seed in the playoffs or something. And this team, although they, you know, as, as both guys said, they have lost a few people like it does seem very talented. Dak is still like we probably underrate Dak a little bit. And it's kind of young. There are a lot of players, including uh, Trayvon Diggs, who in theory could get um, could could keep improving. I I just wonder if a because of the insane management, b because there's a coach with a real ceiling, even though the coach has won the Super Bowl, but he appears to sort of be back a long time ago. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, uh, do the two of you think this is a Super Bowl? Like, is the Super Bowl the realistic ceiling for this team in its current state? Uh, I I think I'm going to agree with your thesis, Akiva. I don't know if I felt like in the sense that it's an Eastern Conference NBA team with a limited ceiling in that, uh, I mean, maybe Eastern Conference from a few years ago in that, yeah, they're going to have an easy time with uh, the teams that they're going to be going against. They'll get into the playoffs. They shouldn't have trouble with that, even if they don't win the division, as you mentioned. Um, but yeah, I just don't think right now they're, they're just a few pieces short. And this team's thin in certain areas that are crucial. Uh, Tyron Smith is getting older. And if he goes down, they are in huge trouble. They, they drafted Tyler Smith out of Tulsa in the first round, which many described as a reach. We'll have to wait and see. He's very raw. He's going to need some time to develop. Um, but he, he can't really step into that spot at left tackle right away and be effective from everything that I've seen about him. So if, if something like that happens, they're going to be in huge trouble. Um, wide receiver. We're looking at this team right now. It's, it's CD lamb and a bunch of no name players. Uh, there, there are guys on this team that uh, Jalen Tolbert is a third round pick from South Alabama. He is right now. Number he's starting on their depth chart. Yeah. Uh, we've gone is, through, we've gone through most of these teams. I can't remember another team's, that's locked into right now to starting a third round pick. There's probably is one that that maybe uh, sort of Lewis sign wasn't a third round pick. Alex, no, the, the Vikings might be one, but both we'll get to there. Later. Right. But, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, they may be the only team doing that. So that, that's a good point. Jordan. Yeah. yeah no, I, so I, I think when all these, all these losses that we've talked about, it's also like the hemorrhaging of depth because, you know, as the season progresses and injuries mount, I think that's where those things really start to step mm-hmm. out. Ian, if you had to grade uh, the front office in their offseason, like a letter grade, how would you grade the Cowboys offseason overall? This particular offseason was probably one of my least favorite they've had in a long time. I mean, I would give it probably like a, a C minus or something, maybe like because to me, the Cowboys always operate the same way. Like over the last 10 years or so, they're purely about keeping their own. They don't make big splashes in free agency. They have one of the highest investments in their own draft picks of like any team in the entire league. So they're going to do that often. So when they have the off seasons where they shed a Cooper for almost nothing, and then they franchise tag Dalton Schultz, who, you know, played well last year, but to me is just like the definition of like, average whatever replaceable tight end who you can find uh you can find someone like him i mean he was someone that they found so uh i really wasn't in love with it the tyler smith pick i know it got a lot of hate online like it definitely wasn't what i was looking to fill at first i mean they definitely they've had some success with some building some offensive linemen up i mean i don't know from this raw of a state but we'll see so uh overall not super happy with the offseason definitely would would rate it pretty low 
Jordan, are you are you concerned? I mean, the offensive line is obviously still very good, but um, are they not going to be able to maintain sort of the dominant level that they've been at for a number of years with the departure of Collins and Williams? I think it's just going to depend on um, Ty- Tyron Smith and Zach Martin in terms of their health. I think Terrence Steele played really well last season, um, filling in for Lyle when he was when he was absent. Um, so I, I think that if those two can remain healthy, they're going to be just fine. They can remain a top 10 unit in the league. But as soon as you lose one of those guys, if something happens to them, it's, it's going to go south really quickly from my perspective. Yeah. I actually think that their line hasn't been that great since probably Dak's rookie year. I mean, once Travis Frederick, uh, retired and took that year off with a game bar syndrome, uh, I might be pronouncing it wrong. Like that was huge. That like really took the line down a notch. And then Lyle Collins had a couple good years and then fell off and then had some issues, got suspended. So uh, Tyron Smith's been battling injuries. Zach Martin, unquestionably one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's the consistent spot. But overall, I really don't think their line has been anything to write home about since his Dax rookie year, probably. Okay. This is a basically a yes or no question. Does it, Zeke end the year with more rushing yards than Tony Pollard. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. All right. So the next question is should, but I guess we for the right. unfortunately. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. No. I, yeah. So what what's the explanation here? Like, okay, so we've talked I mentioned already the contract, it's a sunk cost. I understand why he's, you know, on the roster. But what what is it Jerry's decision? Like, why is he getting 70-30? in the backfield over Tony Pollard, given the on-field performance last year. In the yeah, it's, it, it's a hundred percent of money thing. He, he's making, he's on the team because he's an $18 million cap hit this season. If they would have let him go, he would have had a, there would have been a $30 million dead cap hit for the team. Um, but Tony what's the Pollard harm? What's the, the harm in splitting time? You know, because I don't think the Jerry 49ers Jones are benching their like, $25 million Jerry, quarterback. And they've yeah, yet to, but, they've yet to but trade they him. can also, but, but it's they can pride. also they can cut they can cut bait on Jimmy G if need be or try to get a draft pick. Nobody's going to trade for Zeke. Yeah, and Jerry Jerry is the one who stepped in and gave helped push through this contract to give Zeke mm-hmm. six years, ninety million. Mm-hmm. Jerry is the reason why Amari Cooper is not on the team right now. If Zeke did not have that contract, Amari Cooper or Randy Gregory, one of them would have still been on the team. Maybe both of them. Who knows? So it's it's totally a pride thing. If Jerry were to play Tony Pollard ahead of him, he'd just look and give him the majority of the work. It would show everybody how, I mean, everybody, most like plugged in football fans know, but I think the, the casual fans may not realize, but I think it would show everybody how stupid Jerry Jones was for doing that and making that decision. So mm-hmm. from my perspective, that is the only reason why I'm, it sounds like you agree, Ian. Tony yeah. Pollard's the better player. Uh, 100%. I mean, I came on here last year. I, I brought that up that I thought last year it should have been like that. But I mean, something I've been a big proponent of for years. I mean, Jordan, you can let me know how crazy I am because I've had people tell me I'm crazy. But I personally, in my over 20 years of being a Cowboys fan, think Zeke is the most detrimental pick that the Cowboys have ever had in a football draft. Mm. They took him 
like when you look at every single thing they've done, first of all, you shouldn't be taking running backs high in a draft. So that's just bad use of pick there. Second player opportunity cost. The other option there, it was clear for weeks. It was either Zeke or Jalen Ramsey cornerback, one of the best in the league for longer than Zeke at a much more important position. So that's player cost right there. Then they've over like leveraged, like the run game since Zeke's sophomore year to a degree when they should have been focusing on Dak and the passing game. They gave Zeke the contract and prioritized him over Dak when they could have paid Dak the year before and had him for like at least 8 million less a year. So they gave Zeke the contract first that drove Byron Jones out. It inevitably drove Amari Cooper out. And then they just keep emphasizing the run in a league that everyone knows you should be passing first so it just like it it always kills me because i think that the pick the zeke pick just keeps hurting the cowboys year after year yeah no cigarette that's a that's a that's a a great great take i'm in complete agreement and it's if, if dallas really wanted to let's say you know what they did jerry was committed and said we need a running back if they could have gone Jalen Ramsey in round one and then Derrick Henry in round two that year, that was after he won the Heisman Trophy. So, uh, and Derrick Henry is still a dominant running back from my perspective. I mean, I'm with you. We, you don't want to invest too much uh, in running back at it, 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 this day and age in the NFL. But yeah, it was it was definitely a detrimental move for the team, and it's it's really come back to ha- haunt them. And hopefully next season they cut bait on him and let him go it would be an 11 million dollar dead cap hit next year but they would save about five million um so hopefully they they finally wake up and make that decision and they sign pollard they draft somebody who knows what they decide to do but um zeke's got to go it's uh it's it's over and it's over for him it really is and all of this talk of oh he was hurt or he had a pcl injury last year no like that, he even the first the first month of the season. Like yes, the, he was getting touchdowns, but he's not the same player. No, no, and of course, who do we pick with the second pick after Zeke? Instead of going with Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry, we went with Zeke and then Jalen Smith, who was another fantastic Jerry Jones contract <laughs> at a position that's overrated. So yeah, great draft. Thank God for Dak later in that draft. No um, kidding. You can't really complain about a Dak draft, to be fair. Right. I, I, no, I no. We, we, yes, we did get Dak. So we, we, it turned out okay for us, but still could have been even better. Yeah. yeah. But Akiva, you remember times you pulled the river. You don't remember those. You remember the bad beats. So, mm-hmm. Ian, how's your feeling on like the, the videos from camp this summer that show uh, Trayvon Diggs getting beat by like Cowboys third string receivers? It, it makes me feel good about the receivers, you know, uh, but no, I, I try not to like over emphasize some of that stuff. And, you know, Trayvon Diggs is straight out of that Marcus Peters camp of uh cornerback where you live by him, you die by him. He makes some great plays and uh, he lets up some exciting plays also. But, uh, you know, I think he's been a he's been a good player. I know that you said, and I've seen some of the grading that grades him out as like worst cornerback. I, I don't believe that at all. I think that's definitely overhyped. I'm not going to act like he's, you know, a, an amazing elite cornerback right now. He's definitely not, but I think he's very promising. He's got a good build. He's, you know, like he, w- honestly, also the Cowboys have not forced turnovers for years so it's one of those things where when you haven't seen it for so long it's like i'll overlook some of his flaws because i think he had more 
like interceptions than the Cowboys had for like six years in a row. So, you know, at, at some points I'll take the excitement. Yeah. You know what? I remember when I was like, I think nine, no, about 11 years old, Orlando Thomas had nine picks for a year for the Vikings. And I loved him. Like I had an Orlando Thomas t-shirt. I would like my, my, the name I would use when I would like go to laser tag, which is what you do in junior high is I would call myself Orlando, like Orlando Thomas. Um, so I think, yeah, a guy like that, especially for kids is, uh, is, you know, people like to see the big plays and the, uh, the interceptions. Um, you know, we've talked about Mike McCarthy a little bit. What does he need to do to keep his job at the end of the season? Like there's rumors that Jerry Jones and Sean Payton have been eyeing each other. Payton made a point of saying when he stepped away from the Saints that he was not retiring. Um, I mean, do, do you think there is any truth to those rumors or do you think uh, Mike McCarthy's job is safe? Jordan. Um, no, I, I think I think Jerry Jones loves Sean Payton. Their relationship dates back many years. And I think if it could have worked out, there probably would have been some sort of arrangement for the job this season. Uh, it, it sounds like I think Peyton wanted a break for a bit, so that's that's what he's getting. Um, I am a little bit torn on this one because I do think Sean Payton's going to have a lot of suitors, and I don't know if he's going to want to come to Dallas because if I was him and let's say the Chargers job becomes available, I would much rather take that job than, than work for the Cowboys. Um, I, I think Based on Jerry's track record with Jason Garrett, he McCarthy's leash might be if if Peyton is not an option, I think his leash might be a bit longer than what Cowboys fans think and want. From my perspective, I think if Mike McCarthy does not win a playoff game, he hundred percent should be fired. I imagine Ian, you agree with me on that, uh, but. I do think if they make the playoffs, there is a chance that Jerry Jones keeps him around. Now, Jerry did say, I believe he kept Garrett forever, far beyond anybody thought he should have. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's that's my perspective on that. I I will say, though, Jerry said, I believe, on the first day of training campus here at Oxnard, when there was media availability, that he didn't uh, allude to the fact that he is getting older. And he needs to see the team win. So perhaps his patience mm-hmm. is going to be running a little more. It's, a what, the, more it's what the Jets before. owner, what's what the Jets owner told the team right before he hired Rich Kotai in 1994. <laughs> he said he was dying soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. That's right. Um, oh, that's great. Ian, uh, do, do you agree with that? Does he need to win a playoff game to keep his job? Do you want him to keep his job? In, in my opinion, he needs to. I definitely don't want to. When he was hired, I, I was furious with it. I mean, he was essentially just hiring Jason Garrett, but having Aaron Rodgers instead of Tony Romo. And, you know, I say that as a humongous Tony Romo fan, but Aaron Rodgers is all time. He's he's going to get one Super Bowl. So, you know, like it it's just like it was a terrible hire at first, but I think Jordan's completely right. And I think the Sean Payne thing, it's been one of those will they, won't they things for so long. One of those open secrets of like the two of them, like being in the same orbit as each other. But it's almost like I'm not sure who blinks first between Jerry Jones and Sean Payton, because in Jerry Jones's history, he hasn't worked out with coaches like Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells, who really want control and want to like 
have their handprints on everything and, you know, have respect and have earned respect. And he kind of does better, not does better because I would much prefer those coaches and Jimmy Johnson, obviously most successful, but Jerry Jones loves the Jason Garrett who will just do what he says to do and then be basically his fall guy in front of everybody every week. So I almost think Jerry Jones might say like, Oh, I'd rather keep McCarthy where I don't have to fight with Sean Payton about what we're doing every week. So uh, I definitely agree with Jordan. And, you know, I think it it could easily end up where McCarthy ends up here for longer than anyone wants. Akiva, our, our Cowboys fans are a little bit self-hating. Like um, in, a, in a hypothetical situation where the Chargers and Cowboys jobs were both available this offseason uh, that Jordan posited. Um, you know, obviously I'd rather have the quarter, I'd rather have the quarterback in, in LA and not deal with the owner in Dallas, all things being equal. But like, if, if you win a Super Bowl with the chargers, there's like, you know, 27 people who slap you on the back. Um, Mm -hmm. if you come, if you win a a Super Bowl for the Cowboys, you know, given sort of their national expectation, reputation, and their complete failure for, for 30 years, almost, uh, you become like a King, right? It would mean more than I think any of the other 31 franchises. Like I think. You would, I, I can't. I mean, the Eagles won. I, I don't think there's a team right now at the top of that podium. Well, the Vikings and, and Bills and Browns. Yeah, no, the Bills I are close. I, I, I would, I would put. I mean, the Vikings are up there. The Lions. It's just no, because the Lions are just the Lions have won one playoff game in 65 years. So yeah, I, I do think a lot. Like the Lions fans I know are really like beaten down. Yeah, they're, they're not like down. excited for football stuff. Yeah, you know. Because they're, they're college football fans more. They're they're Michigan fans. They're Michigan State fans. You know, we're old. And and like you said, you know, the, both these guys really don't remember the, the glory years. And it, it, the 90s sort of like feel like somewhat like, oh, OK, that's like modern history. But at this point, it's not. And like, you know, the, no, we, you, you know, I've seen the Jets in three AC championship games and they've mostly been. You know, terrible for a while. Well, Akiva, think of it this way. I've never seen the Cowboys in an NFC championship game. It's crazy. Yeah, Akiva, think of it this way. A kid who's the age today that we were when we were like hardcore football fans, like 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Him hearing about the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl is like you at that age hearing about the Jets winning the Super Bowl. And Super Bowl yeah, before. it's crazy. It's That's 27 crazy. years, but it's, it's technically happened, but it's like meaningless. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah so. it sucks. It's brutal. <laughs> I mean, I, I For the when, it, when it happens, good, it'll be so sweet. They, They've won like one playoff game since I've been like a fan for the most part, I think. And it was a complete robbing of the Lions when they called, uh, I I believe it was a pass interference that made like no Mm -hmm. sense. And then uh, the Cowboys went on. They lost to the Packers on the Dead's play. Yeah, we got screwed the the other way. Yeah. So it was a great, uh, it was, it was, it led to great things. (laughs) I don't think we have time for the full schedule game, Alex, but I'd like to get a prediction for both. Well, how do we do a schedule game and and take it on to the patron side? So when the bomb comes, the bomb comes. But uh, we'll continue through the end of the schedule game and whatever else we want to talk about on the patron side. Because, listen, for patrons, the bomb does not dismiss the class. Akiva, you and I dismiss the class. Okay, fine. Perfect. Yeah, we could we could go. We could go a few minutes longer here. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, the way this works, we have two guests is you guys have to come to an agreement. Um, yeah, about, if not uh, Alex and I will will uh, have to decide for you. Yeah, and then okay. if we, if we okay. agree, then things get very complicated. All right, so the Cowboys, whose total is ten and a half, week one, Sunday night against Tampa. You guys started a season against Tampa. Was that last year? Yeah, that was. Yeah, and lost thirty to twenty eight or something. Is it right? Is that right? Yeah, it was it's a, a great close game. game, and they didn't call an offensive pass interference on Godwin. I believe it was, and because All right, obviously but this, this Brady one's in needs this to win opening home. day. No, they're still losing that. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah. Akiva, these Cowboys fans are down. 
I'm I'm a little surprised. This you is love to see team. it. Let, let's be honest. You're so happy. So I'm I'm a generally optimistic Cowboys fan, but uh, you know McCarthy's terrible. That I can admit. And then they're going to lose to Brady some some way or somehow. Well, Ian, you're a Mets fan, right? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm a World Series champion Atlanta Braves. Fan. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. He's a Harold Rosengarten situation. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, week two, you're still at home. The late game on CBS again. Much of the country watching as you are hosting the defending AFC champions. That's a loss for me. I'll, I would have leaned win, but I, I'll I can go with the zero and two start. And all right, and so zero and two panic all over the country. Zero and two panic all over the country. Monday night football in New York against the Giants. Boston Adams says they win each of their first two games, seventy-seven to zero. So the Giants are two and zero. <laughs> yeah, and then the Giants lose. According they lose seventy-seven game. to zero. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Cowboys will destroy the Giants. This is where this is where, this is where you get fat and healthy. Oh, and yes. in, in this division, you know, as Akiva said, you know, six and zero last year, uh, and you come home to play Washington in Week Four. That's win. a win. Yeah. All right. Uh, week Five at Los Angeles against the defending champions. Probably loss. loss again. Probably Fox's game of the week. All right, you're two and three, and then you go all the way across the country at Philadelphia, the uh, team that's probably fighting with you for the division this year, Sunday Night Football again. So, Akiva, America is seeing like five out of the first six games for the Cowboys here. That I mean, it's that way every single year. Yeah, like, it really is. So, um, all right, so yeah. what happens in week in week six at Philly? I think that's win. a win. Oh, wow. Win. So you go into yeah. Philly and get a win, pull yeah. the three and three. What's Philly's record at that time? Three and three or a little better? I don't know who they play, but they've got an easy schedule. I think Philly will be a little bit better than yeah. All right. at that point. So, so now for the next five weeks, you have the NFC North special. Akiva has noted a bunch of times this year, teams are playing an entire other division four weeks in a row. Oftentimes it's the first four weeks of the season and it's a cross conference opponent, which is very strange. But um, you play the whole NFC North. You start with the two bad ones, Detroit and Chicago, both at home. Are those both wins? Yeah, both wins. Okay, all right. So from two and three to five and three, you get a bye week right at the midpoint of the season, and then you come back and you're at Green Bay. Loss, loss. Aaron Rodgers. I don't. He averages about seven thousand yards and eleven TDs against the Cowboys. So (laughs) yeah, he owns Dallas. And then the next week, a game on CBS shifted uh, at Minnesota, even though it's an NFC game. Who's who's starting? Dak Prescott or Cooper? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) God, as a Vikings fan, that was uh Rather frustrating, let, let us say. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Um, I think that's a win. <laughs> uh, I actually said loss, but you know what, Ian? You went with me before, so I'll go with you. Let's say that's a win. All right, look at this alliance. Uh, Team work. Minnesota again. I'll be so mad. All right, and then uh, you come home and you face the Giants. Can you get a sweep on Thanksgiving? Yes. Yes. Okay. Easy. Yeah. The Lions are always going to be the early Thanksgiving game because nobody wants to watch the Lions, but a Cowboys-Giants game is probably going to be the least competitive game that day, I'm going to guess. Who are the Lions playing? I, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> Think yeah, just irrelevant. I thought it was the Bears, but I'll check it up while you guys keep going. Yeah, no, it's the Bills, the Buffalo. Oh, Bills. The, oh, the yeah. Bu- oh, no, that's. Oh. oh, so take that. Take it back. Take <laughs> it I mean, that's, well, that's we were just talking. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.